0: Hello, and welcome to Lane 9. I am your host, Ben Weissel, and today I am joined by Steeplechase star from Notre Dame, Olivia Markosich. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Doing well, doing well. So I, you've just had, a, I feel like, a whirlwind last couple of weeks between NCAAs and then running at USAs. Um, have you been able to settle in and be back home and kind of relax a little bit after all that?
1: Yeah, it's definitely been exciting, but I'm glad to be home now. I've missed Seattle. I love Seattle summers. It's the best time of the year here. So I've just been chilling and relaxing the last week and a half. And I only get like four weeks until I have to go back to school. So it's a pretty short summer, but it's nice to be home.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, I mean, has it kind of sunk in those performances a little bit more? Like, I mean, you were running back-to-back PRs you won an NCAA title you're fourth at USA's has that kind of sunk in as you've had a little more time away from that
1: yeah I feel like once once you run it it's like okay yeah that's a fast time and then two days later it <laughs> always hits me and it's like wow I actually did that that's crazy yeah so awesome. it me a little bit later
0: yeah i mean i running sub 930 is obviously a huge achievement and then you you won up that with a, a sub 920 or 917 i mean an incredible few weeks so let, let's rewind and we can go start with your your run at ncaa's um so what was your plan going into that race i know greta had obviously run those really fast times coming in and, and had a much faster pr than a lot of people but i Listening to other interviews, it sounded like you were pretty confident that you could run sub 930. So what was kind of your game plan going into that?
1: Yeah, so my game plan was to kind of just stick my nose in it, be in the front and just try to stick on Greta and then out kick her. I, I knew that my kick is probably one of my strengths and Greta tends to run really even splits, which is mm-hmm. great. Um when I can just sit behind her and then try to outkick her. So that was just kind of my plan. And it ended up working out kind of exactly how I wanted it to, which was really nice. And
0: and I know you had mentioned that you sometimes can struggle with maybe that third quarter of the race. How did you stay focused, even as there was a little bit of a gap opening up between the two of you to, to put yourself with an opportunity to use your kick there at the end?
1: Yeah. That's something that I've, I've struggled with a lot. So I think it just takes a lot of time and practice trying not to let those front runners get ahead of you. Um, and she even built up a gap at NCAAs and I just had to continue like keeping my mental confidence, giving my mental strength and just telling myself like, okay, hang in there. Hold on. Like you'll catch up. You'll get her. Just don't let her continue to build the gap. Um, and so I, I think it's easy in a lot of races when they start to get away, to get discouraged and then to fall mm-hmm. back. So it really takes a lot of mental strength to, to, to just hang in there and try to close the gap a little bit every lap.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I during my running career, very, very different kind of career than yours, I, I struggled with the same thing. I think that was the thing that my coaches got onto me is just don't get discouraged. Don't like have that mental lapse in the middle of the race, because if, if you have a great kick, you just have to be close enough. You don't even have to be like, as you proved, you don't have to be right on their shoulder in the last yeah. lap. You just have to be within striking distance. And so that's what I found so impressive with your race is that, um, you didn't let that gap become so big that you weren't able to close it. And then when you went by, I mean, that was such a strong move. And then your water jump there at the end was awesome. Is that something that you really work on and practice really nailing that last water jump?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, We don't do a lot of water jump practice just on the pits um, Mm -hmm. just because it's, you know, higher risk of injury. Um, So we'll do like even at the beginning of the season, I we started doing some water jump practice into the grass, just like on the barrier, jumping into the Mm -hmm. grass. And I like jammed my ankle really badly. And so I actually had to take like, I don't know, I think it was like six weeks off of doing any type of hurdling drills And then I ended up not racing Wake Forest, which was supposed to be my Mm -hmm. steeple opener. Um, And so I was kind of nervous going into ACC's, like doing my first steeple of the season at a conference championship. Um, Because I also like my ankle took a while to feel better. But so for the end of the season, yeah, we started to do more water jump practice and we would practice going maybe like 50 meters to 75 meters from the water jump and like jogging, running into it and then really mm-hmm. clearing the, the curve and really like pushing off of the water and making sure you're getting a strong push off of it. Uh, so that's something that I've really worked on a lot at the end of the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point. I, I hadn't really thought about the injury risk aspect of, of practicing like that. Um, but yeah, I, I can, can only imagine the brunt that your legs and your ankles and everything is taking every time you're landing. Um, so, so that makes sense. When do you guys usually start doing the, the hurdle practice? Is it during, are you still working on that during the indoor season a little bit, um, right after cross country?
1: So for the past few seasons, we've, we've haven't done any hurdle stuff during indoors. We always started okay. y- like the week after indoor NCAAs. Um, and so it's always exciting once I do indoor NCAAs, I'm like, yay, it's steeple season. I can find it, like <laughs> the steeple drills. Um, but then I, I had to put a pause on it for a little bit longer, Um, to help out my ankle. But yeah, so I think this year though, we might try to incorporate them a little bit more earlier in the season, just because my form isn't the most impeccable form. So I probably do need a little bit more steeple drills to help out my form. So we might try to incorporate those more throughout indoor season.
0: Great. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, practiced next to some great steeplechasers and yeah i feel like they always had a critique about their form now I, I feel like everybody's wanting to get better and better um one other steeplechase specific question so at texas at for ncaa's they had the um outside water jump and compared to where there usually is an indoor or inside water jump do you have a preference for one over, over the other in terms of track setup
1: Um, I think I'm just more used to inside of the water, inside of the track water pits, Um, just because that's like, that's pretty much every track we've run on besides NCAAs this year and then regionals last year for me had an outside of the track water pit. So I'm more used to it, but NCAAs was nice because I had those longer straightaways and I could really like pick up speed in between the barriers. So that was a little nice, but it is weird, especially at Austin you're so close to that concrete wall and it's like not very a tall, it's not a very tall wall and there's, you're kind of like high up and there's kind of a big drop um, on the other side of the wall. So it, it's just like a weird feeling running all the way out there. Um, but yeah, so probably the inside of the track pits.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's what I've heard most where the the inside is a lot better. Is it hard getting splits too, from the, the outside water jump, like knowing like, or I mean, is that something you're even really listening to during and. And CAs or anything
1: um I don't I can't even look at a clock I can't do that mental math <laughs> during a race I usually just try to listen for my coach or my dad's usually is yelling something like oh like you're doing great or something <laughs> I listen to their cues um to kind of tell me if I need to go faster or not but yeah I don't even try to look at splits
0: yeah I I don't blame you. I, I can imagine that it, that is difficult. I mean, I'm having a hard time figuring out what pace you're on just watching. Um, so I can only imagine what you're thinking in the middle of the race. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, USA's where you were fourth. Um, what were your kind of expectations for that race coming off of your win at uh, NCAA's?
1: Yeah. So. I kind of went in with two main goals of just being top six because top six got a medal. And I thought that'd be really cool (laughs) Um, and possibly trying to PR because I knew it would be a fast race, a lot of good competition. I was like, yeah, I could probably PR, which would be really sick. So I'm happy that I accomplished both of those goals. Um, Fourth place was definitely exceeding my expectations. I knew I had a possibility of being up there because I mean, my time was like fifth place going into the race, um, Mm -hmm. this year. And so, um, fourth place is just more than I would have expected, which is super exciting.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you were right in the mix, uh, of the race for the majority of the time. I I mean, obviously Chrissy had that great kick, um, to kind of leave your pack and and take the lead. But I mean, you were right in the mix of it, which I, I was super impressed by. Um, did, what, what was your kind of race plan going in? Were you, were you planning on sitting with anybody hitting certain times or were you just kind of going to go with the flow?
1: I was just going to go out there and try to race as best as I could just mm-hmm. be up front, stay out of trouble in the back of the pack. Like it's kind of hard and steeple. You kind of get jostled around if you're not seeing the barriers clearly and kind of in the front. So I just wanted to get out fast, compete, and then see what I could do. Um, I definitely did not expect to be to like take the race out and be in the very front of the final. Like that was kind of weird. I was like, this isn't where I should be. <laughs> like, someone needs to go in front of me. Um, but Emma and Courtney did quickly enough, which was good. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to try to stick on them and see what I could do. And I definitely ran a faster time than I thought I would. So that was exciting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Did after the race. Did the thought of going pro creep into your mind at all? I mean, obviously you're one spot out of worlds, and I mean you run nine seventeen. Um, you you have that NCAA title. Is that is that something that kind of, at least, was in the back of your mind a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I kind of um, this year I started to think about it more. I never yeah. thought going pro would be a possibility until this year, um, and now after getting fourth place at USA's, it's definitely becoming a little clearer that that could be like a very real possibility. So I always planned of still applying to normal jobs in the fall. Um, But now my dad and I were just having a conversation about like, if I even need to do that or if I should just plan on going pro at this point. So we'll see. I think I might just do that, which would be really exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you obviously still have a a year left at Notre Dame. So you obviously that you got plenty of time to think about that. But I I think it's certainly in your future, uh, the way you've raced over the last few uh, weeks and over the last last year, really. Um, So let's let's rewind a little bit and go to when you were looking at schools coming out of high school, what drew you to Notre Dame initially?
1: So my dad did go to Notre Dame, which is Mm -hmm. kind of the easy answer. I know there's a lot of like Notre Dame families where all the parents (laughs) went to Notre Dame and then the kid goes to Notre Dame. So that's the easy answer. But um, really, I looked at so many other schools, too. And my dad didn't want to push me to Notre Dame at all. He he actually gave me a really long list of other schools to consider. And he wanted my college to be my decision. Um, and so after talking to some of the other teams and programs and taking tours on a bunch of other college campuses, I, um, I went to a Notre Dame football game my junior year and my dad, some of his college teammates then had daughters on the team, which was really cool. So I got to run with them and get to know them a little bit. Um, and so I kind of knew what the team was like. I knew the culture and I really liked The Notre Dame community is super unique and special. And I liked how it was really, it had really good academics and really good athletics. And so I actually didn't even take my official visit to Notre Dame until January of my senior year. But after I took all my other official visits in the fall of my senior year, I decided that none of them really measured up to Notre Dame. (laughs) And I ended up verbally committing before I took my official visit. Um, And then my dad told me I should take my official visit in January um, so I could see what the winters are like, because if I really wanted to go to Notre Dame, he wanted me to know what I was getting in for. So um, it ended up not deterring me away, even though I went like the week before Notre Dame had the polar vortex where it got like, it was like negative 35, negative 40 degrees or something. So it was pretty bad, but um, I still ended up. Deciding to go, <laughs> and it honestly, like I was most scared for the winters, but it hasn't been as bad as I thought it has would be. Um, the winters honestly have been like pretty mild the past couple years, so that was nice. Yeah, I,
0: I totally get the concern of the weather. Um, my then my my wife but then girlfriend i was visiting her in south Bend. she went to saint mary's and like oh, whenever oh. i would go in the winter i was just like oh, i don't i don't think i can do this i i am i'm from nashville and it, it was brutal so i commend you for for sticking it out um i know you had mentioned in another interview that you and your sister wanted to go your separate ways um after high school yeah and now that she's going to be coming to notre dame um, what's that gonna be like for you guys kind of reconnecting for your final year?
1: Yeah, we're so excited. We could not be happier to be teammates again. I think it was good that we had four years of being able to grow into our own people and kind of not be known as like the twins anymore because that was always hard for us in high school. Mm-hmm. Um so, but we're definitely excited to be teammates again. Um, but we are living together. We're doing the same grad program and we're running together. It's going to feel like high school again. Um, but she did dye her hair blonde. So hopefully we don't get mixed up anymore, but we'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's great that you guys had that opportunity to, to kind of be your own person a little bit more. And now you get the opportunity to come back together. I think that's great. Um, so When you get to Notre Dame and you're first starting to race, um, we always like to ask all our guests, what was your like welcome to the NCAA moment? If it was like a particular race or anything where you're like, oh, this is a big step up in competition.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. The first thing that pops into my mind was um, we host the Joe Joe Piani Invitational every year at Mm -hmm. Notre Dame. And that was my first race in uniform my freshman year um, because the first couple of races I ran unattached. But that was the first time where I was like, wow, college athletics is so different than high school um, because it was like, I don't know, there are probably a few hundred, couple hundred people in the race. And it's not a very wide course. Like once you get 800 meters in, there's a turn and it's kind of like pretty narrow along a fence. And I just remember running along that fence like in the middle of this massive pack and people like their legs are kicking me every single step. And I'm like, wow, I'm shocked. I'm not getting spiked. Like their legs are just constantly brushing against mine. And that was something I never experienced. So that was the first major difference of college athletics. Um, And it was definitely an eye opener to how competitive the NCAA is.
0: Yeah, that's a great answer. I, I raced there once. And I think one of my teammates got like, like stabbed almost with one of the like flags or something like or got um, kicked yeah. up by a spike or something like it, it's, it is so it, it, for, for a race that big, the course is, gets narrow very quickly. And yeah, I mean, it is a brutal, uh, way to start. You have to get out fast or else you're going to be out the back very easily. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit to this past cross country season. Um, Obviously, you've had great success on the grass over the last few years. You were eleventh um, last year, eighth this past year at NCAA's. Um, what was kind of the team goal going into last fall? I mean, you have, you obviously brought in some strong talent. Katie Thronson, someone that kind of comes to mind. We really liked that pickup for you all, and she she was a great member of the team. What was kind of the goal going into this past fall?
1: So this past fall, we always have a team meeting at the beginning of the season and kind of talk about our goals and like ways we can work towards that goal. We always have like process goals and then outcome goals. So process goals are what you can do to reach your outcome goals. Mm -hmm. And we make this giant poster and we hung it up in our locker room. And so our outcome goal um, was to get fit that NCAAs because that's what we got the year before. And we knew with like, Katie Thronson coming in and Shona Chisholm, we knew that we had some really good talent and we knew we could even improve and possibly podium and get top four. So as the season went on, like right before NCAAs, um, like in the rankings, we were kind of ranked to be top four at one point, I think, Mm -hmm. and we were like, oh my gosh, this could actually happen. (laughs) Um, So that was exciting. And unfortunately we didn't deliver on the day. Not everybody had – not everybody was able to do what they were capable of on the day, which is okay. It was still a season to celebrate and a season of so much growth. And, um, we had a lot of fun as a team. And so seventh place also was not bad to, it's a not bad place to be. So we were, we were still happy with it, but yeah. So going into this upcoming season, I don't know, we'll see. Um, we're super excited with, having Andrea join us. And then we also have like Erica Vanderlin, which is going to yep. be exciting. So we're not quite sure where we could be as a team, but um, hopefully it's kind of around top 10. Like that's where we always want to be a little higher than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and going back to last year, I mean, you, that performance at ACC's I think was one of the greatest performances from a team that I we had seen all year. I mean, I I don't think many people pegged you all to be able to beat NC State and you were right there. I mean, there was obviously breakout races from you mentioned Siona Chisholm. She was amazing. Um, And and Katie was great in that race as well. I, I mean, did that kind of show you guys that what you're really capable of if you put it all together and give you a lot of confidence? I mean, like you said, it didn't maybe come together perfectly at NCAAs, but for this year, I mean, I, I got to imagine that's something you all will point to a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely. We never would have thought going into that race that we would be four points behind NC State. Like that would that was kind of insane for us after the race to see that. Um, so it really just showed that Like we're better than we think we are. And it gave us a lot of confidence, which is good. Um, And I think especially for people like Shona, like she ran great. And that was her first year in the NCAA. Like she came from Canada and the Mm -hmm. Canada league is so different from the NCAA. So I think it should have given her a lot of confidence too. I think it did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, For you individually, last uh, cross country season, and going into nationals. What was kind of your game plan? I, obviously, hard course at Oklahoma State, you knew that Parker Valby, Caitlin Toohey, um probably at least one of them going to be pushing the pace early. Um, so you knew it was going to be an honest effort. Um, what was your kind of mindset going into that race?
1: Yeah, so I was actually way more nervous than I should have been going into that race. And that was something that I've struggled with the past couple of years that I think I was able to really get under control this year. Um, But I was so nervous and the year before I got 11th. So I was just thinking, okay, I just want to improve upon 11th. So I told myself top 10 and I'll be happy. And I was like freaking out and I was (laughs) so nervous. So I just needed, I set my phone screen to say, top 10. Like I had a screenshot of the notes app and it just said top Mm -hmm. 10 on my phone screen. And just looking down at that, like the two days before the race helped me like uh, calm my nerves and just realize like, okay, just the simple goal, like just go out there, be in the front, hang on, try to be with the main pack. Um, Like you can do it. So I think that helped really calm my nerves and just kind of center my focus on that number.
0: So you mentioned that you've improved in in terms of handling your nerves. What what have you done to be able to kind of center yourself a little better before races this year?
1: I mean, it's just learning how to have confidence in yourself. And it's kind of hard. I think it just takes experience and Mm -hmm. racing and just realizing like after a race, like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like I could have done better. And you kind of realize at one point, or at least I realized that Being nervous before a race was just so unnecessary. Like, you know, where your fitness is, you know, what you're capable of in workouts and you know how those workouts can translate to a race performance. And so just being confident in your workouts and just thinking like, yeah, I ran this last year. I was doing this. I'm improving significantly. Then that means I can place this. And it's just like kind of thinking about it factually. Like, yeah, I know it can be this place and let's just go out there and see what I can do. And so that really helped me
0: yeah that that's extremely rational. i I wish that I had that same kind of, uh, I don't know, like factually based mentality, I think, and I, I think that's a great thing for a lot of athletes to to be able to look at is be able to, hey, this is what my training's improved and go from there. Um, so you you obviously have had great cross country seasons. you You're coming off of a fantastic indoor and outdoor track here. Do you have a preference? Do you like running on the grass more or are you you prefer the track?
1: Um, I feel like all throughout college it kind of changed with which season I was kind of doing the best <laughs> in. <laughs> I feel like once you do well, it's like, oh yeah, I really like indoor track or I really like Steeplechase. Yeah. But um honestly like cross country has always had a special place in my heart and I just love the team aspect and racing as a team together and huddling on the start line together and we all my team always says the Irish blessing it's just like a fun little Notre Dame thing um so that's always a really so many special memories in cross country and so I I think that's my favorite the
0: the team aspect of cross country was always my favorite I I was never very good in cross but I I was more of a middle distance guy but I I just I don't know there is something unique about running every race with all your other teammates rather than being all split up and, and yeah. separated on the track and having that common goal to to work towards I, I think it's just it, it makes I think the fall so so much more exciting and enjoyable yeah. to be a part of. Um so and I, it's I just totally so get that.
1: Fun. Yeah. And it's just so fun like waiting at the finish line, waiting to hug all your teammates. Yeah. And it's a lot more special than I mean you might have like one or two teammates in a track race. Um, but it's always fun just having that big group hug after a race.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you you kind of had that at ACCs this past outdoor season in the Steeple Chase when you all went one, two, three. I, I mean, I'm sure that was a, a kind of a similar experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was so special. That was a ton of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I bet. So this this last indoor season, I mean, you, you were fantastic set PRs. I think you ran 434 in the mile, 850 in the 3K, and then you come out and the outdoor season run 1533 in the 5K. Um, do you have a favorite flat track event? Uh, I mean, is there? would you ever think about moving to a, I mean, not, not ever moving away from the steeplechase, but having like a secondary focus in, in a particular event?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like kind of my main flat race event has been the three K, just because mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to do the DMR and um mile double for indoors. Yeah. So I kind of focus more on the three K. I feel like I raced a lot of three Ks between, you know, indoor and then three K steeplechase. Um, and then I only did one five K, which I, I would love to do more 5Ks, but the fir- my first 5K experience, I was like, dang, this is actually like really hard. This is really long. Like, when is it over? Um, but yeah, i I'd probably say that th- the 3K is my favorite just because of familiarity. And I kind of know how to race that now. And then the mile just feels like kind of a sprint compared to the 5K. And you just kind of have to like go and power through the whole thing, which is also um, kind of difficult. You have to learn how to race that one and it's
0: absolutely and so at indoor nationals you were on the dmr you were anchoring in the that 1600 meter leg um walk me through that race and i mean you all finished uh third in that race right and it was kind of crazy like lauren gregory kind of coming out of nowhere stanford having a big lead for a while Um, walk me through kind of the experience of, of watching and then participating in that race
1: yeah. It, it's always kind of scary watching the legs before you. I yeah. usually kind of have to turn away and just, you know, take some deep breaths and not really watch kind of the action happening in front of me. So um, I think I got the baton when I was in seventh place and mm-hmm. um, I knew I maybe apart from like Lauren Gregory, I had like one of the better mile times. So I just had to be patient and just really kind of slowly work my way up and try to pass as many people as I could. And so I think I kind of like, I mean, I was grinding the whole time, but I kind of left it for the last lap or two. And then I just tried to utilize my kick and catch as many as I could. And I barely caught like, I think UCLA was fourth. And um, so I barely caught her at the end, but yeah, that was a pretty incredible race just to kind of see what my kick was capable of.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that certainly should give you a lot of confidence in running the mile or in the 1500 in the future. I right? It was a, a really awesome run at altitude, too. Um, really, really impressive run there. And then you you back that up um, a few days later with the second place finish in the 3K um, mm-hmm. right behind Caitlin Tui. What was that experience like? What was kind of your mindset going into that race?
1: Yeah, that one was also kind of a shocking outcome. I did not know how I'd be able to double back after the DMR because I mean, after the DMR, yeah, that was my first time racing at altitude. So like when I finished, I was, I was seeing stars. I was like, kind of like, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> I I thought I was about to pass out. Um, but I just focused on recovery the next, um, I don't know, however many hours until the next race, but, um, I went into that race just kind of with the mindset of what do I have to lose? Just mm-hmm. go out there, stick my nose in it and just hang on and grind. And, um, I ended up taking it out and being in the lead, which is not very comfortable for me, but it actually, I think worked out well because mm-hmm. I was able to keep the pace kind of slower and keep it comfortable for me. And then once everyone started taking it, I was like, okay, shoot. Now I actually have to like try <laughs> to catch up with them and grind. Um, and, yeah, I think I I ended up, I was like fifth place when everybody started passing me or maybe sixth place. And then I was like, okay, I just have to do that kick again and then we'll be good. And so, yeah, I was super happy with second place. That was definitely higher than I thought I would be.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was an awesome performance and yeah, I think you had one of the best weekends of anybody. Uh, I mean, obviously having that anchor leg in the DMR and then coming back and finishing second in the 3K. Um, And and I'm sure that was a a nice confidence boost going into the outdoor season and and preparing for the steeplechase. Did that kind of readjust maybe your expectations for this spring?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Some coaches say like for a steeple time compared to flat 3K time, you add like 35 seconds. Mm -hmm. And so um, my 3K PR definitely gave me a lot of confidence for what I could do. In the in the steeplechase I knew I could PR um I yeah so it definitely gave me confidence going into the season
0: that's great so mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned it a little bit before but what what are your kind of hopes for this coming fall and and individually and as a team like you said you you're bringing in some great transfers um I, I think it's going to be a really good team that the top of the NCAA is kind of in flux, it feels like, with New Mexico women all going everywhere, and they're not really going to be a title contender. Florida's kind of coming along with all their new additions. Um, but I, I think you guys are, are right in the mix there to be podium contenders. Um, what are you all looking forward to this fall?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like so much is changing in the NCAA with all these teams. It's kind of crazy and mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of predict where teams are going to be. So um, I know we always just try to, it's hard. I mean, you can only control what you can do. You can't control how other teams do. So I think it's just going to be a lot of seeing how things shake out for the first half of the season, seeing where people are. Um, but we always, you know, try to be kind of one of the best teams in the country. And hopefully we are able to do that. Um, and I mean, we have a, we have a lot of new people coming in. So I think it's first just building that team camaraderie and like learning how to race together and have fun. And that's what we're first focusing on. And then we'll just see what we can do as a team see what place we can be.
0: Absolutely. And, and individually for you, are, are you have any goals? I know this is obviously early on for the, for the upcoming year in general that you kind of want to see yourself hit.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I just always want to, you know, PR every season, try to be better than I was the previous season. So that's kind of just where my head's at right now. Um, like I said, I I can only control what I can control and you never know how other people are going to do. So I'm not really thinking of like a certain place that I want to be and we'll just have to see. And I'll just, you know, try to be up towards the front, be competitive and see where, see how things go.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that is uh, why a wise thing to say. You, you obviously can't control what others are doing, and I think that takes a lot of pressure off yourself when you're, you're just focused on yourself. So um, mm-hmm. no, this this has been a great chat. I really appreciate you coming along. Um, I, I'm super excited to see what you and the rest of the team do this fall. I, I think, like you said, there's so much change happening right now in the NCAA, so it'll be fascinating to see where um, all the pieces land by – the end of November. Um, but appreciate you taking the time. Um, any, any parting thoughts before we leave?
1: I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, and we will talk to you all next time. Thank you.
1: Sounds good. Thank you.